we are officially in fall, all right? Although it may still be hot where you are because global warming, all of that. But as the leaves begin to fall, the sunlight goes on vacation and the days are shorter, we got a lot more time to reflect and get in our cozy sweats. And you know what goes great with cozy sweats? Cuffing season. Yes, yes, my dears. We are back in our demon time, talking that talk about relationships. And this time around, we're talking about relationships of all kinds. Romantic, platonic, sexual, the one with yourself in a mega two-part episode series. And we're taking it to the bank in this first part because we're talking about investing in thyself in whatever relationship you find yourself in this season. We're talking high returns, real ass bonds, and who you're giving credit to this episode. Come on, come on with the puns. We got it, okay? And in part two, we're talking about other people investing in you. So we're going to get spicy and talk about investing in your own sensuality and sexual expression. But again, part one today, investing in all types of relationships, the fun parts, the hard parts, the sustaining parts. Are we showing our booze on the timeline? Are we going to therapy with a friend? And to help answer these questions, you know, we had to bring on one of our favorite unbothered friends, a relationship expert in her own right from our Relationship Gold series last season, the amazing influencer, actor, and creator of her own hilarious now web series, Hard Launch, available on YouTube. We got, all right, come on, give us some energy for a joy of voodoo. Boom. Hey. Oh, hey. I'm well. I'm honestly, I'm so <laughs> glad to be back on this podcast. It feels like my cousins called me in for a warm conversation. Things have been fantastic. I've been busting my butt acting and voicing in other folks' projects, video games, just did my time at Sandrock and Never Ending. And now I'm kind of turning my attention towards creating my own projects. So that's what brought me to Hard Launch. Thank you for shouting out Hard Launch, because if somebody else doesn't shout out your projects and then you do, it's kind of awkward. <laughs> we got um, but you. I'm glad that you did. I I was so, so, so proud of this web series and to reveal my partner to the world. I had 200,000 people following me now, whereas when I when we last chatted here on Relationship Gold, it was like 100,000. So it's double the audience, and I got to talk about revealing my hidden partner and the imaginary characters that I created to get through online dating. My boyfriend, Yvonne, very graciously agreed to play oh, himself. We are shouting him out in by name, web too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. No, we, we really... <laughs> Put him on a make him on a marry. That was early. Hey. We like two minutes in. All right. <laughs> I'm saying a whole part of my heart. Yeah. Like he, I really was about to pay Idris the big dollars to be in this web series, but Idris was unavailable. So I said, hey, babe, Idris Elba couldn't do it. Would you like to star as yourself? <laughs> he said, anything for you, my dear. And I'm like, oh, he's so sweet and African. I love him. Yes. Okay. We are going to get into all of this, all right, in this episode. And I cannot wait to hear more about your vision for your life now. You're manifesting it. I think, I don't know, supporting it just even a little. I just appreciate the love and you coming back on to just update us on all the things that are joy because you bring joy to the world. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. And then you are on fire with these puns. Oh, literally. (laughs) Like, no, my amazing team who's always with me, they hate them, but you're going to get these puns. Speaking of, allow us to reintroduce ourselves. I am Chelsea Sanders, the VP here at Unbothered. And as I said, I'm not only surrounded by the lovely joy, but my fantastic Unbothered podcast crew. 
why don't y'all introduce yourselves? How we doing? Doing good, Charles. It's your girl, Kathleen, coming at you from the six as I do. I'm the deputy director at Global here at Unbothered. What's up, y'all? It's Maya, your favorite hottie from the South. You know I had to jump in real quick, you know. It's still hot up here. It's very dry heat and the New York weather. Our Southerners don't really do that, but what's good? Hey, y'all. It's Nay. I'm Bothered Culture Critic. I, too, am in New York. And, you know, I'm from Houston, so I like a little bit of dry heat. I like it when it's hot. I like the best when it's hot. I know the girls be crying, but I'm anemic. So the hotter it is, the more fun I have. You know what? I'm anemic too. So yeah. shout out to that. That's, that's very fair and that's real. But we're going to just keep this hot train going because I would just want to dive right in. All right. Joy, the name of your show is Hard Launch. You just did a hard launch of your man, both on your channels and this podcast. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about that. What are our opinions on the hard and soft launch? Joe, I'm going to start with you, although I think I know your answer. <laughs> let me vent, Chelsea. Let me vent, because this got me to posting the whole web series. So I think I just got kind of sick of the internet culture of just posting an elbow, you know what I'm saying, or like a little hairy wrist or a watch, or like covering the face with the emoji and all the repercussions that that comes with. I feel like love is something that I'm very proud of, and it's something that I've spent Years. I went through over 2,000 profiles. I went through so much self-reflection, over 20 first dates to finally find and connect with this man who I love. And so it's important to me. It's big to me. I want to show him off. I want to usher in this new chapter of life. And I can't do that by just posting a shoot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So in thinking about how to tell the world about him, I said, let me make it different than anything I've ever done. I don't want to do anything I've seen anyone do. Let me script up a whole slightly fictional web series. And I want him to start in it. I want people to see him and feel him and experience some of the love that we share. So I know it's really unpopular for Africans, Nigerians, Cameroonians, West Africans, but I have to say, whether you are a dating creator, voice actor, creating web series or not, my unpopular opinion is if you have a boo and you want to share about your love, just go ahead and post everything. Don't worry about people's hexes, vexes, spells, voodoo. I don't believe in any of that, honestly. My God is stronger than everything. So there's no spell. There's no DM slide that can undo what he's already done for me. But Joy, okay, I got, I got, I'm yeah, sure I a lot of people listening got questions. Just got questions. I'm West African too. I'm, I'm Ghanaian. So, you know, I got questions. But my main one is just because you are a content creator, because you share so much of your life, this idea that you had to even think about a launch and that you had to think about it in relation to your work and how to roll it out, even saying those words, roll it out, I would feel resentful about it and I would feel weird. And I wonder how you keep that authenticity, because that's one thing you always are when you show up in any of your spaces. So how did you keep that? Thank you. I appreciate the attack and also the compliment inside the attack. That was so graceful. Y'all see how she yes. did that? I No, I love that question. The second of me says, I appreciate the question. It was tough and it did keep me up a little bit at night. I was like, I can't just post a picture. The main thing that kept resounding for me is that now there are 200,000 people here, 77% of them women. And a lot of them are here because I'm giving them inspiration to date again because I inspired them to download a dating app or pay for a dating app, you know, really like invest in their relationships. So I know that I'm giving people the courage to date after divorce and all these amazing things are happening as a result of my journey. They feel very personally connected. If I bring them along too soon, 
then I have a relationship that I feel is too vulnerable and not special, right? I wanted to make sure that it was incubated, developed. So I did soft launch with friends, but when it came to the public, I'm like, nah, these people, they've been rocking with me. They deserve the truth. They deserve the full story. I'm just going to hard launch him. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I know yeah. I haven't convinced anybody Chai. Yeah, but it's okay. I don't think the hard launch is for everyone. I think if you were getting sort of like cold feet about the hard launch and you test it out, you know, on your close friends first or, or shopping it around with folks and see how people respond, then you kind of get a vibe. But when it comes to an audience of this size, they want the details. So I made sure to bake all of those into the web series. And then he and I are going live pretty regularly uh, with our finale coming up uh, so that we can talk about it. <laughs> Look, I mean, that also is like an investment, right? You're investing in not only your relationship, but in the content too, right? So we get in double, <laughs> which is very smart also. But I think, again, as you said when we were talking earlier, like that's just also how your mind thinks. And that's what works for you, right? And like you said, it may not work for everyone, but that's what works for you, Literally, you will never see anyone on my timeline. I don't even have a timeline. Literally never, ever, ever, ever. I told y'all, my sister was like, you're just going to come to Christmas dinner, bring someone home and be like, oh yeah, that's my that's my husband. Oh, and oh yeah, like the kids in the back. <laughs> and my family is just like, yeah, we've just accepted that. It is what it is because that's, I don't know if it's comfortable for me, but that's just what's going to happen because boy, <sighs> I can't imagine bringing anyone around ever. Like on a regular basis. No. God, that sounds terrible. But, Anae, you're you're also in a new relationship. <laughs> Anyways, we can talk about that in my therapy session. Anae, you're also in a new relationship. Th- thoughts on the launch? I mean, first of all, shout out to Joy. Um, we started dating the different people, not the same man. <laughs> my man's not her man, but you know, no sins are going on here. But we started dating a couple months different, like three months. I started dating my boyfriend three months after her. And I remember when she posted it, I was like, first of all, this is the hardest launch I've ever seen. I have never seen anyone show their man like this. Wow. And then secondly, as an African, I was like, oh, this is not very African of her. So I did DM her and I was like, okay, you know, whatever. But in my mind, I was like, ah, she has guts because I'm not, I can't do that. I literally am a bird and I love to talk about my man. I've talked about him on the podcast. I talk about him all the time. My man, my man, my man. But I have not posted him on the feed in a very permanent way. I put him on my close friends. I'll put his little twist. I'll put his little back, you know, his arm or something like that. But I was like, posting him permanently on the feed seems like a lot. And I posted on my main story for everyone to see one time. And so many people were commenting like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. And I started getting nervous. Like I felt like he was being perceived too much. And I also have that thing about being perceived too much as well. And so I'm still thinking about it. You know, I I love this person. I want to be with them. I'm excited to talk about him and to be with him. But the idea of like making him be very permanent is still part of an insecurity that I don't think I've fully worked out yet. So, you know, shout out to Joyce. She's doing it for the girls who are still scary. But yeah, y'all, y'all gonna have to wait a couple more months or, you know, see you at the wedding. I don't know if we get married. Oh, my gosh. Did I say that? Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. I'm going to head out. That's why why you have your girls. See? That's why we're here. I'm going to head out. Yeah, let me be quiet. Go go ahead, Kathleen. Well, she's married, so yeah. Wow. Speak it. Yes, I am... I am the married one on this podcast, but it looks like Anae is coming to join me soon. Um, Please, please, please. Please. I don't know I said that. God, please. God, please. So as... Now she muted herself. (laughs) Meet me at the altar. I will never speak again. (laughs) 
young and do it. Y'all are coming, right? We're all invited. Are we all invited today? I'm sewing as well. Guys, please. I'm sewing for you. Ine, I'm, I'm sewing. I'm, I'm just a, I'm just, I'm, I'm just a baby girl. No. I don't want that right my, now. I have so many things making, to do. Kathleen, go ahead. Making Suya right now. I would like to stay on this, but okay. I'm going to save you. I'm going to save you because, because I love you and you're my girl. So, all right, let's move on to my stuff. Yeah, I am married. We are coming up on our one year marriage anniversary, but we have been together almost 11 years. We got married like very close to our 10 year anniversary. So yeah, people have seen my man, but I never did a soft launch and it's not like I'm hiding him. You know that meme? Like I'm not hiding my white boyfriend. Yes, he is a white man. (laughs) I'm not hiding him. I just only post him (laughs) once a year, pretty much. And I usually post him on our anniversary and his birthday, which used to be the same day. He gets once a year. He gets a very heartfelt, nice post. And then that's about it. You know, he's out there. He's a very handsome man. His face is out there. I just to me, he's the least interesting thing about me. Like my relationship is very boring. It is very solid. We have a lot of fun together. It is a loving, beautiful relationship. But to me, I don't think that's good content. I just don't know what y'all are expecting. I just don't want people in my business like that. And I think what happens with women, when you do post, if you're in a straight relationship and you post your man, I think people start making that the most interesting thing about you. And I just reject that. I just think it's just not that interesting to me. And I also refuse to be a part of the swirl agenda and just the (laughs) swirl content that is out there everywhere in your face. Listen, if being embarrassed by other swirl couples was grounds for divorce, I don't know if I'd still be married, y'all, because I don't want to be associated with those people. Anyway, wow, that's my swirl rant. I'm a hypocrite. I know. Um, I just, yeah, that's that's why. He gets once a year. He gets once a year. Kathleen, you better be quiet before he come kiss you on your head. (laughs) (laughs) Please. That's a call back to another podcast. I was talking shit Literally. and he walked right up. Right. Listen to the <laughs> camera. Yeah. Yeah. That note going to be so good. That you message going to be so good. Mouth. This is how you know okay. we talk a lot of shit and then we're like, okay. <laughs> it's fine. Mm-hmm. Still. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Maya. Maya. Yeah. Maya, you, you, full of, you full of opinions. All right. Hit us with yours. You know, you know, I'm a dating girly, so um, I'm always going to be soft launch. It's always going to give hand pictures. It's always going to give matching shoes pictures. It's always going to give me and his lap blocking his face pictures. It's always going to give that until the wedding day because you're not going to make a fool out of me. Okay, let's start there. But I have other opinions. Stop taking advice from your single friends. Don't do that. Okay, your standards are never too high. Okay, they are just a bum. That that's just that's the tweet, okay? Because I feel like if I'm not feeling like the priority, what are you doing? Why are you not applying enough pressure? I'm a diamond in the motherfucking making. Why are you not applying enough pressure so I could become one? I don't understand. Do you hate me? Do you hate me? Just say you hate me. You know what I'm saying? I need that. And if you're not coming with flowers on the first date, did you even think about me before you walked in the building? I- QTNA, <laughs> questions that need answers. So, okay, just to be clear, there's a lot in there. And about 70% of that I can agree with, really. On the flowers, what level of expectation are we talking about when you say, like, you're expecting flowers on the first date? And do you tell them this? Yeah. And how do they know? 
how will they know <laughs> to do all this? <laughs> how long will you like me unless you buy me something? <laughs> Maya gives off that vibe. She has that vibe. Spoil me. How will I know unless you buy me something? Okay. But no, for real. Long as they're not tacky about to die flowers, I'm not upset. It's like, okay, he was thinking about me. He was thinking, you know what? I want to. That just shows me he likes to spoil. He likes to give. He's a giver because you could date a rich man, but if he not giving, useless. Okay. Useless. Not for me. So I feel like if I'm like, oh, you know, I actually told a man one time, you have to cover me physically, emotionally, financially. He was like, that's it. And I've received nothing from that point on. I'm like, was I speaking Spanish? You didn't, you didn't hear me? Let me let me speak louder. Where's my shit? They don't be having nothing to give. I'm Sorry. Like, I, 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 I think it's interesting because, well, one, you're right, Nay. Like, Maya it does give off that vibe, but she's very clear about that. So if that's something, again, that, like, her potential partners are like, yes, this makes sense to me. This is the kind of partnership I want. Then, like, yeah, you better then fall in line and do all those things. And then Maya in will turn will do the other things that she's going to be doing. You know what I mean? Like, that makes sense. But I, I do think as we're talking about, like, investing in relationships and what Maya's Roseman will give to her, I want to talk about what are we investing in order to have a healthy relationship? Because when I think of that and you're talking, Maya, about what they're going to give me, I'm thinking about, okay, in order for me to feel like I would be in a long-term stable relationship with a partner, I feel like there are things that I need to invest in in myself before I can do that. One of those things is my finances. Again, I think I've done a lot of like, I'm in therapy. I'm a pretty good communicator. My finances are not where I would like them to be. And that is one part of my life that I would really like to invest in before I get into any long-term lifetime relationship. Because I've told you once, I'll tell you again, I'm zero or 100. So I'm either out here in these streets or like literally it's us forever. And that's how I imagine my life to be just because that's how I am attracted to people and how it just generally works out in my life, zero or 100. But that means then if I'm at 100 with someone, I'm sharing my finances. I'm sharing my bank account information. We are paying for things together. You see my money. You see what comes in. You see what goes out. And right now, those things don't really match very well. (laughs) I am like terrible at financial planning. And I've talked about this. And one of the things that I've been trying to do for the past year and a half, especially in the pandemic, is get my financial house in order so that when I do find potentially this long-term partner I can feel comfortable about joining our finances logistically. And again, that's probably very boring, but that's one of the things that I'm like, I need to invest in myself a little bit more before I can bring someone else on into this house. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. I agree with all of that. I really think it's important to fine tune the things that you plan on bringing into a relationship. So like for me, I was just telling somebody, hey, I'm going to start going to cooking classes. I'm going to go start going to the vineyard so I can learn about wines because that's the type of man I want. I want a man who's going to be around those type of things. So I need to start learning them myself. So I don't disagree with any way with that. I think it's very important to align what you say you want, what you feel you want with what you're doing. So if you want to be that stay at home wife or whatever, what does that look like for you? And then start actually living that life and preparing yourself for that life because it's, it's, (laughs) I think sometimes as people, we think, oh, these are the things that I want. I'm going to wait. And it's like, Miss Mamas, Miss <laughs> Mamas, what, what you doing? <laughs> you are not ready. You ain't ready, girl. You have to invest. Mm? This is joy. I agree. I agree so hard. <laughs> In fact, I, I agree. That's how hard I agree with you. Because I think people will go, I'm ready for love. 
and then they don't take any action towards it. Somebody said, this is religious, but they said God can only open the doors you walk up to. It's like an automatic door. It's not just going to fling open for you unless you step up to it and you trigger that motion sensor. And so I see investing in relationships just like that. You need to invest time. You need to invest money. And you need to invest energy. And the money part is not the stupid $20 date conversation. But for me, it was like, I'm going to make sure that I have money to go out. I was studying full-time and working full-time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put aside $50, $100 for a little beach day, a little weekend day, a little parking. You feel me? Because men will pay for dinner. I, You must pay for dinner on the first date for me, just in in a chivalry type of way. But when it comes to parking, like I want to be safe. So I'm going to invest in the things that keep me safe. If it means I need to park a little farther so he doesn't know where I'm at, that's, I'm going to do that because I'm paranoid. Or I also invest in fun things, positive things like new outfits. Somebody said invest in new lingerie when you switch up your roster just so you can get a little, little fresh energy in the mix. You, you feel me? So the biggest investment that I actually made, though, when it comes to my relationship past the dating phase is, okay, everyone's going to forget. Okay, I paid for my flight to go see the man that I'm with now. It's crickets. It's crickets. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so I thought I thought the screen had frozen. No, really. Everyone's like, excuse me. I thought my screen froze. My earwax must be very thick. You paid my business. You paid for what? No, I know. No, I'm okay with right. this. I'm okay with and this. I, but continue, Jack. Yeah, I know it's not super popular. Everybody loves the dream of I want to see the itinerary in my inbox. You know, you got to give him your personal information for him to book a flight, right? Okay, but anyway, I, um, meeting somebody for the first that, time on okay. a first date. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted Chelsea, please. <laughs> I wanted safety. I wanted security. And I do not recommend for anybody to do this without being explicitly invited, right, on a date. But he asked me out on the date. We had distance as a problem. I, as an efficient, effective businesswoman who has some cash, I said, you know what? I'm gonna have fun. I don't even care where this goes. I'm gonna bridge that distance. Once I landed, he took care of every single expense. So I'm on the ground. He picked me up from the airport. He was there at the curb when I landed. He took me to lunch. He planned six mini dates in the span of a weekend, took me to scooters, took me to dinner. And so I paid yes for the flight, but then he took care of me and made sure that my whole weekend was like seamless. And that was our first day weekend. So now we invest money like in seeing each other every month as a long distance couple. And we invest time as busy entrepreneurs, full-time people working. We spend an hour speaking every day that we literally needed to plug into the calendar. So people say they're ready for love. They say they're ready for dating. But you do need to invest energy in swiping or dating around and making yourself available by batting your eyes. And you also need to invest your money and your time. <laughs> no, I, honestly, I, I think the one hour a day is actually wilder than like flying out. Because I hear you, and I think that's totally fair. Welcome back to season five of the Go Off Sis podcast, brought to you by Target, our partner this summer, as we celebrate Black Joy. This season, we've been reminding you what it means to be that girl. And you know we're not about to stop now. So whether you're in class, the boardroom, or working remotely beachside, I see you, friend. Target has everything you'll need for a summer full of Black Joy. To learn more about how Target is investing in our community, head over to Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure. And then you're also in a long-distance relationship, though. Are you, like, is that something that you have to deal with, too? Respectfully, no. Okay. That's because my money might not be as long as Joy's. So on our first date, which was also like long distance, he came to visit me in New York and he was like, I'm coming, I'm pulling up. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. 
okay, so I was the one who kind of planned it because this is my city. This is my area. So I'm like making the itinerary, but he's footing the bill. He's putting the card down. He's getting in his purse. And I feel that long distance thing of like planning to see each other once a month. He comes once a month for a whole weekend. We'll spend like the whole time together and he pays for all the stuff, but he's also from the South. He's from Houston and he's also African. So very proud. He was never going to let me pay anyway. So money-wise, that's not my business, but I'm picking up what Joy's putting down. What I am investing in though is better communication. So I've been going to therapy before I started dating this man. And I really thought that I was great at communicating my feelings when it comes to like work, with my family, with my friends. But when it comes to men, I realized that I was not communicating anything. Really, it's I'm one of those people is like, if you know me, you know me. If you don't, you don't. And so we would be talking about something early in the early days of our relationship. And I thought that I was saying what I wanted to say. And he would be understanding what I'm saying in a different way. And so we'd be butting heads and there'd be a lot of tension there. And so I realized that because of the distance being an extra factor, I had to explain things even more. So at some point, over-communicating, always asking like, does this make sense? You get what I'm saying? And things like that. And he has this thing where we'll be talking about something in a fight. We'll be talking and he'll stop looking at the FaceTime and start writing something in a journal. Now I'm like, uh, hold on. What you writing? What you writing in there? Which is obviously kind of like a violation of his privacy because that's his own thought process. But I'm like, what's in there? What you trying to say in there? And, he, and so at first he was like, I'm just writing what you said because, you know, I'm writing something and he's putting question marks. And I was like, what's the question marks about? He's like, well, you said this thing. I don't really understand why you said that. But I was going to, he was like, I was going to wait till you're finished so that I can ask you. Exactly. So now I feel like a dickhead because I was like, oh, well, this is what I meant. He's so intentional about that, right? So now I'm at the point where I was like, maybe I should start writing notes. We're having that communication that's so intentional just because of the distance. We're also talking on the phone once a day for like hours at a time or texting each other. So, you know, we, we doing a lot of talking. I don't think I ever talked to any man this much in my whole life, but it's fun. It's just. It's kind of embarrassing because you thought you were so smart and you were so well put together and so well spoken until the man's like, I don't understand what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, so I'm I'm stupid. I'm dumb. Okay. <laughs> all right. So yeah, we communicating a lot over here. Wow. <laughs> I I love that a lot. I mean, I would never let a man think that I'm dumb. Or let, let me think that. But anyway, <laughs> I I like that a lot. I like that, that communication. No, I'm just saying everybody's different. Everybody's different. But it's really interesting to hear about investments and what everybody is like investing in before they get into a relationship, because I got into my relationship really, really young. So I hadn't invested nothing. y'all. I was not ready for a relationship. I was not checking for it at all. I was trying to hit it and quit it. I got flewed out by him, and I'm saying that, and it sounds glamorous, but I was flown to St. John's, Newfoundland. And if you're Canadian, you know that that's not glamorous. I love St. John's. I love Newfoundland, but it's not like a glamorous, flewed out situation. Anyway, you see why I was you trying to go. To book your own flight. See? see? Do you see now? <laughs> <Okay>. Right? <laughs> okay. Right? <laughs> but I was just trying to hit it and quit it and not be in a relationship at all. I was not in that headspace. And then I always say this, but I was at bamboozled and then woke up 11 years later, and I'm still in this thing. But I think where the investment comes from in this really long relationship I've been in is compromise. And in that this is like the perfect relationship for me because I actually don't have to do a lot of compromise. But when I do, that's huge for me. And I do feel like I do that sometimes. And in communication, we've been to couples therapy 
we were in a long distance relationship at first. And I told him everything, everything in my brain to this day, he knows. I say everything out loud. And that's like my number one advice for my single friends is say it all. Why are you hiding stuff in the beginning? Why are you lying in the beginning? Because then you know, you get to weed out people if you're just completely honest. And so I've just always been completely, completely honest. And so I think that the work we put in is like that communication and that honesty. But I also am like, yeah, I also don't have to do a lot. And that's why I love him so much is because he does all the work. And I, sh- I show up and look pretty. Yes, you do. You know what it is for me? It's You know what it is for me? It's the, he's not the most important slash exciting part of my life, but I've never lifted a finger when I was with him. Exactly. I feel like you, give me the Amazon link and stop being stingy. <laughs> right now! <laughs> he's in Newfoundland. You got to go yeah, to Canada for that's that. that's a lot. <laughs> I got a passport. And... <laughs> Care. What's up? Like, What's up? Meanwhile, Kathleen's like yearly <laughs> IG post for him will be like, 11 years later, I'm still in this thing. <laughs> Love you. Bye. He, he, <laughs> me. he really got me good. Okay. Bye. Make me dinner. like four score. <laughs> like, yeah. The funniest is that like legitimately. No, but listen. Okay. All right. Anyway, we can move on from me talking shit about my man. Everybody knows I love him so much. Like the, to me, I don't need to say that. That's embarrassing. Oh, what am I, what am I going to say here talking about how perfect he is? Come what did you do on. at yes. the wedding? <laughs> she kept <laughs> him up. No, I can attest. I was at Kathleen's wedding. It was beautiful. It was magical. Love was palpable. They very clearly love each other with all of their hearts and souls, and they both looked amazing. Kathleen's wedding vows were like, marriage is a sham. This shit sucks. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and he was just cheesing so hard. So I was like, well, I guess this works for them. Literally. That, that was a direct quote. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. But to me, that's even more romantic. I don't even believe in marriage. And I okay. still married that man. That's romantic to me. That was you, the point of the vows. You better say that. that man up, Don't say that in front of his his family. Yeah. Looking at you like, come on, Kathleen, what? Give us a little bit of love. It was Please. beautiful. <laughs> it was. It's the relationship that works for Kathleen, which I think is fair. Yeah, you're right. And I think. And if that man come up missing, it's her. She and she's the only one who's married, so yeah. she won. I guess. She's fine. Again, if marriage is the goal, which isn't isn't always other people's goals, so you know you're winning the way you want to win, which I think is very fair. And Kathleen, think, uh, Kathleen said, I'll, "I'll never let a man make me dumb or affectionate." No. <laughs> <laughs> You won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. Dance or like wedding song. <laughs> but like, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. And I think like, that's fair though. As we like talk about, we just different people's versions of romantic relationships. Cause it sounds like we all have very different versions of what works for us in romance. I think it's also important to, cause you guys, a couple of you, Kathleen and Maya brought up friends. And I think I want to talk also about platonic relationships. And I feel like now in this still pandemic monkey, I don't know what's going on in the world. We talk about friendships in a different way. And Kathleen, you mentioned you very healthily went to couples therapy. We're seeing now that like friends are going to therapy together, right? That friends are moving in together and 
being life partners, even if it's not romantic or necessarily sexual. And again, as like men and people in general are continuing to play an unlikable competition that they're all still winning, I think it's interesting to start thinking about friendships as relationships that we invest in and really thinking about like the importance of that for us. Cause again, we, we mentioned friends a couple of times. And so Maya, I actually want to ask you, you mentioned at the top of this, that you said, don't go to your single friends for advice on romance or dating. Why? Why? We don't trust them with this. I just, it's just my general spin for any advice. I don't believe in taking advice from people who are not in the place that I want to be. So if you're not a millionaire and I want to be a millionaire, if you're a hundred or like me, why would I be taking advice from you? You don't know the qualms of being ridiculously rich. Just like people who don't are not in a relationship don't know the qualms of people who are in a relationship. I think if you're dating, maybe because you guys can share lived experience with, experiences excuse me, with one another and, you know, kind of bounce ideas off one another. But somebody who isn't in a relationship, I don't think you should really speak to them because they're speaking from a logical place and you're actually in a relationship with somebody. And when that happens, it's not always logical because you now care about that person to a certain extent. I think my main point is honestly to determine what kind of relationships you want in general, whether they're friendships, relationships, things like that, because there's different types of friends. There's high maintenance friends, there's low maintenance friends, there's serious relationships, there's, you know, we're kind of being casual. So that to me is the most important thing. Determine what kind of relationship we want from people and then make sure these stipulations on both sides are the same. I think that's important, Maya, because like relationships can be qualified. They don't all have to be at the same level. And you kind of need, for me, I interpret it like I need a circle of folks around me or a board of advisors or whatever you call it, a wide internet of 200,000 people that can understand (laughs) that sometimes I have a lot of time to invest and sometimes I don't. And I think during the pandemic, as I was like growing my social accounts, I'm getting into voice acting, I become an entrepreneur and I'm doing my master's. I'm also looking for love at the same time. And those things started to rise in priority. And my platonic friendships, the time for that began disappearing. I felt like I was really missing critical moments with my friends. So I was no longer able to fly out to the birthdays or attend the concerts or the events. And it made me feel like, wait a minute, can you really have it all? Can you, as a Black woman in the United States, can you date? Can you also pursue your own business and a new career in industry? Can you also pursue an education? Can you also have quality friendships? Can you also be a good daughter and sister? Can you do it all? And I don't like giving anything up. (laughs) So I realized that bringing my friends into my business was actually the answer. If that's what I'm spending the most time on and I can't bring them into school, can't take them to to my full-time job with me, my business is fully within my control. So I started hiring my friends as head of video, executive business partners. I was replacing just the random day-to-day freelancers with people that I actually have known from time who are entertainers, actors, editors, and putting thousands of dollars in their pocket. And that that makes me feel great. And it lets me like spend more time with my friends. So I've loved it. Like I am really in a place where I want to bring everyone with me as I scale this like entertainment and media company. And it's allowed me to share what is also an authentic part of my life. Like don't take your friends to work day if they're just getting half of you. But truly, I pour myself into my creativity and into my independent, you know, film projects. So bringing my friends into that feels like we're still spending quality time together. That's so beautiful and really interesting because I think you constantly hear don't work with your friends. 
don't hire your friends. But I think that now, especially, you know, we're the past couple of years where we are not working from home, we're living at work, right? That that saying, I think it is a way to connect with people. And I actually really miss working with my friends in person. Like I have met some of my best friends through work. And I think that I put my friendships either on par with and sometimes above my romantic relationships. And that's because I lean on my friendships and my tribe so much. And I think like to therapize myself is because I grew up, I've said this a million times on this podcast, in a very predominantly white neighborhood environment. And I had to really curate that community around me. I didn't grow up with sisters either. And so I have this really beautiful community of black women around me and I lean on them a lot and I go to them because I'm married to a white man. I go to them for things I can't go to him for. And so I just feel like I do put a, like a lot of things on my friendships and I, I rely on them a lot. And I get in my head about it a, a bit sometimes. I think, am I putting too much on my friendships because I'm going to them for a lot? And a lot of things that maybe people would go to their romantic partner for. And like, honestly, if my man listens to this podcast and leaves me, I would be devastated <laughs> because I love him very much. But I think I would be okay if like, if I were to ever not be in this relationship anymore, I know that I would be okay. If I were to lose some of the friendships that I have, I can't even fathom that because they're family. So I think when I'm talking about in- investing in relationships and stuff too, like to me, sometimes I, I put in more work in my friendships for sure. First of all, God forbid that marriage is going to last until time. The African auntie came in my head and said, I have stunned that fire. She's going to stay married. What are you talking about? What are you talking <laughs> yes, about? Yes, I am. I am. Yeah. I'm just saying. I would be I, okay. There's no, okay. Hi- there's no hypothetical situation. I've already spoken <laughs> that. Sorry. It's sealed. Thank you. Um, but I am also that type of friend, Kathleen. But it's because I do have sisters. I have two older sisters. And the bond between my sisters and I is very strong. And so when I have relationships with women, platonic friendship to me is so important. And so... Because I know what it's like to have sisters. I know what a sisterhood looks like. I'm weird in that I try to have sisterhoods with everyone, which is not possible because I'm a very intense friend, but I'm like, I want all of my friends to be my everything friend, my gossip friend, my shopping friend, my travel friend, my emotional breakdown friend, my depression friend, all of those different friends, the prayer friend, the turn up friend, the drive the boat friend, all of those things. And everyone can't be all of those things. And because I have that high expectation it sucks when people don't meet that because then I'm like, hold on, you were supposed to be everything to me. Like I'm trying to be everything to you. Again, not really realistic. I'm working on men therapy. I've been to therapy. I started this recent round of therapy because I had a friendship breakup. Devastating, devastating. And I'm so disappointed because I was like, man, I really thought that you was my dog. Like you're my guy. That's what it was. And so when that happened, I felt really bad about it. But my dad wrote a book last year. Shout out to my dad. Um, the book is called Donkey Chronicles, get it on Amazon. Very great book. I edited that book just so y'all know. My dad still owes me some money from that. But he had a chapter. If you're listening, dad, I don't know why, but if you hear this, pay me. But he had a chapter in the book called The Periodic Table Friendship and where he was talking about the different levels of friendship. There are certain elements in the periodic table. I'm not going to get too chemical on this because I'm not one of those people, but there's some elements that go well together and do certain things together. Like a hydrogen and an oxygen makes water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I had to double check in my mind, but 
those two does those it two, exactly those two elements go together like peanut butter and jelly you need them they're essential they're in everything they do everything together but like hydrogen and silver what's that gonna do what's it gonna give right hydrogen and gold and all of that stuff they don't really mix or they don't do the same thing the, guys stay with me we're getting bill and i on this but stay with me right those two elements don't necessarily mix. They don't do certain things. But if you mix this element with that one, it does a certain thing. If you mix this with that, it does a certain thing. And so reading that, editing that, and having that be in the world, it's made me think so much about my friendships. Not everyone is going to be your all-around friend. And it's so painful to think of it that way. Not everyone can be your sister. Not everyone can be your family. Not everyone can be your dog. And so now I'm trying to scale back the like level of intensity that I have in relationships. I have a great group of friends that I'm like, oh, these are my people forever. And then I meet new people and I'm like, I want them to be my people, but we're just going to take it a step at a time, right? I'm just going to go into it very normally. Hey, how's it going? Who are you? Blah, blah, blah. As opposed to trying to like sink my claws into them. Very difficult work. But now I'm establishing like, okay, there's some relationships that are great for the summertime when we go to everyday people. There's some people that you connect with at church, some people that you connect to on the internet and that's it. As opposed to trying to be like obsessed with people to the point that if something happens, you're going to end up in therapy again because the relationship didn't work out. So, you know, I'm very intense. I love that you brought Bill Nye into this miraculously. That is Bill Nye, William Ifunaya. I like to, I like to call him, you know, I give you... Too African today. Bill, ain't no such thing, baby. Ain't no such thing. But no, I. You're right. I like. I like the idea of this periodic table of friendships and understanding what role everybody plays in each season. I definitely have a relatively high bar for friends. Like there are things that I won't tolerate. But I feel like oddly, my bar for romantic relationships is even higher than friendships. Anybody can be my friend. If you smile at me on the street and you bring me croissants, you can be my friend. I like bread. You know, like I'm a really simple child. And so you can befriend me in 10 seconds. You can befriend me as that person that I give, you know, a little head nod to over the course of six months. Or you can actually have one deep six-hour conversation. I'm like, oh, that's my friend. But I feel like when it comes to my romantic relationships and who I date, that's my friend in chief. He knows way more about me than anybody. And I've always held that place for a romantic relationship because I don't want to find myself in a relationship with someone that I just think is hot, (laughs) I just think is fine and is cool and we kick it and they buy me things. No offense. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? There needs to be... Did you just describe (laughs) my marriage? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You can't just look look cute, cook, and call it a day. Like, I want this person to be, like, should anything happen, this is the encyclopedia. They can tell you more about me than some of my friends who have known me for years. And so I can make friends like that. But when it comes to boyfriends, I've had, like, two in my life, and he's the second. So it's a very, like, high bar for developing an ongoing, committed, romantic relationship with me. That's so interesting. I don't think I can relate to that. I mean, I think so, maybe. But with my friends, I tell them everything. With my people, the bar is high because I've been so vulnerable with you in a way that I haven't yet been with my partner. There's so many things that my best friend of 10 years knows about me that some stuff I was like, I probably would never tell this man because some (laughs) stuff got weird. It's pretty dark. There's been a lot of dark things that if the man found out, he was like, what? I told him that I dated a white man one time. He has not forgiven me yet. (laughs) And I think that every time... So he literally was like, hey, you dated a white guy? And I was like, that's not even the worst thing I've done. Also, what does that have to do with you? (laughs) 
But that's what I'm saying. But he, you know, certain stuff that he's like, oh, I don't no, know. that was kind of weird. So I didn't know I was dating Dr. Umar. <laughs> like, what's this? Like, what's up? But I would never tell him certain things, but I would tell my, my best friend anything. So it's just like, because I told you everything, I've exposed my soul to you. If you do something that is like a violation to me, it's like, wow, that's kind of wow. And with a man, it's like, who cares? Just a man. You know, like you can find another one, but I feel like it's hard to find another best friend. It's really hard to find another best friend. So I hear what you're saying, but it's just miss one. Men are like buses. Miss one. Hey. Another one coming. <laughs> but a best friend, people mm-hmm. will people will die for a best friend. People will mm-hmm. go to and war. And they must got men out the at the whim wham coming. <laughs> oh, no, she just like guys, please. Throw away, throw away, throw away, throw away, throw away. I don't I'm care. Keeping, I'm keeping this one. But back in the day. Like, who cares? Uh, I think that's fair. But I mm, do think, mm-hmm. Maya, like, is your bar for friendships higher than your bar for relationships? Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm I'm on Joy's mm-hmm. side. Like, no, because that's my for a lifer. What are you or what are you saying? Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> this is my man. Like, we're going to get buried next to each other. What are you saying right now? <laughs> go, go to hell. OK, because um, I just <laughs> I'm so serious. This is the thing. People look at relationships differently. And I had to talk with somebody about this because I was like, so what are you doing? Are you trying to like date, exclusivity, relationship? And they're like, are those not the same thing? Click, gotta go. You don't know what words mean and that's frustrating. So I don't really like that. I think it's very evident that people don't want deep relationships either. They're very okay with being surface level. And with social media, it's very easy to be a surface level friend. But if you want to date me, you're going to, it's a guarantee that you're going to have to get deeper than surface level. Where if I just meet you off social media, and like you said, we go to everyday people, we just two-stepping and jigging it up. That's really surface. That's a good, that's a cute little friend for whatever. And that's fine. So I think for me, my man is going to be the bestie in a testie forever. I thrive off a very deep connectivity. Bang, 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 bang. I'm not about to play about you. Let her her be the bird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that's fair again. And we're going to see you in your testie and you're like, you're going to act like you don't know us. Just be like, honk, honk with your man. That's fair. Oh, no, no, no. You said I'll honk. Great. I'm, I'm not gonna ask yeah. you. You said you're yeah. not gonna ask us any, any further questions or to come join you, but you said you'll honk. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> well, yeah. I, mean, I think for me, and again, I promise you guys, I am not heartless. And I was thinking about this actually after we were talking about this episode. And I realized that there are parts of me that no one will ever have access to. And I know that sounds really harsh, but. I was really thinking about this last night and I was like, actually like, and that's friends and that's lovers. That's literally everyone. There are parts to me that only I will be able to access. And that is something that for my whole life, there have been parts of me that people don't get access to. And I think it's because I think there's no better partner than me. (laughs) I love my company. I love being alone. I love exploring new things about myself and being surprised by myself. I like surprise myself all the time. And I think that is one of the times when I'm the happiest. And I think for me, like even when I was growing up, my mom and dad would be like, what are you doing like over alone in like your room? I'm like, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Or I would be reading in the back seat and I would literally not get out of the car and they'd leave me in the car for just like three hours with a light and I just read by myself. I'm a weirdo. I know. (laughs) But like there are parts of me that no one will ever have access to. And that is, again, not a romantic thing and not a friendship thing. And so in romance, that's actually been tough for me because 
people think again that I'm like trying to deny them something when I'm like, no, th- these are just sacred parts of me that are only for me. And I think in friendships, it's been hard because sometimes I have to step back in order to retain those pieces, which is my personal comfort. But it comes at the expense of being a friend sometimes. I've talked about it on this podcast. I don't consider myself a good friend and I'm trying to be a better friend and trying to be more aware of that and show up better. But to be honest, there are times and have been in the past where I shut off and I'm in my alone time and a friend has needed me and I wasn't there. Do I feel bad? Yes. Does that mean I'm, I have like changed that working on it, but no matter what, I will always be choosing myself, which again, sounds very insane, but it's just the way for me that I find I am the most solid and the most self-aware, which means when I'm the most self-aware, I'm at my happiest. Honestly, Chelsea, this is a thing I admire about you because I think that self-love is something that we should all strive for, for sure. I think the friendship thing, I don't necessarily relate because I am similar to you in that I, I love being by myself. I get into my head about a lot of things. If I'm going through like an anxiety spell or like a depression spell, I'll really like revert into myself. But I will still come out of my hole to check on a friend if I know that they're the person who needs that from me. And I will try to put them before me. I am like the most selfless in my life when it comes to my friendships. And I think that I put up with some things in my friendships that other people wouldn't put up with. But I extend that grace to my friends because I expect them to extend the same grace to me. If I am also going through some things, I would want them to return the favor and to just understand that I'm going through some stuff. And maybe that's why I'm not around as much as I would want to be. And so I think your friends Mm -hmm. know that. And then, I mean, y'all don't need me to say that my man is not my best friend. Everything I've said so far in this podcast, you (laughs) you already know. But listen, I will say we have an incredible friendship. He is the closest person in my life. I... I, I, don't make me be embarrassing and say all the things. But do it. All of those, all of those things are true. But I do not think that he is my best friend. I think there's such a trend of saying, "Oh, I'm marrying my best friend today, and my partner is my best friend." And to me, that's just not how I've ever viewed romantic relationships. Again, as Anae said, they they can end. And my friendships are for life. Those are my soulmates. And so I just don't see it. If I had never met my partner and then we like ran into each other on the street, I'd probably still want to fuck him. I'd still want to like date him and like hang out with him. But I wouldn't like have feel like we were like soul connected, like we are going to be in each other's lives forever. And I and I think that about almost every single one of my best friends right now. And so that's just different. The romantic and sexual aspects that are key to a relationship, those are there without me having to be like, this is my best friend. That's just different for me. And I think that we put so much emphasis on your romantic relationship being everything. And I think that takes away from the importance sometimes of friendships. Yeah, that's just relationship dynamics. There's nothing wrong with you not having your husband as your best friend or Chelsea having her alone time for herself. The partners that you choose in any aspects, whether it be relationship or friendship, just have to understand that's part of who you are as people. So there's nothing really wrong with that. There's no right or wrong way to be in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? It's just what works for you, who's able to love you and understand that 
she might go a little hermit sometimes. Or, you know, that's my wife, but you know, she has her best friends. It's all good. But that's why people are how they are. They're dynamic. They're different. They're weird. I think it's weird to think that there's only one way to be in a relationship. That's mm-hmm. what's weird to me. Mm. To say, oh, yep. you know, this is how relationships work for you, babes. Like, how do you tell somebody who's been married for 20 years, wow, you've been married for 20 years, but you're doing it wrong. Excuse me, single person? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? Where's your person? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So it's okay to be different. It's okay to have different types of relationships. Just because I'm trying to be in his face all the time doesn't mean you have to be in your man's face all the time. And won't. And and I hope you find somebody who face you (laughs) don't Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Chelsea <laughs> said and won't <laughs> no I'm I'm creepy I want I want my teeth on his teeth like I want my eyeballs to be like in his skin like I need to be deep. me and Joy hi <laughs> I love it <laughs> what, you, sweet what are you doing good morning <laughs> what are you dreaming about me <laughs> that's that's why I be feeling like Kathleen I be getting embarrassed texting too much that's my question I be like ooh I've said too much. I'll leave him alone for now. Mm-mm. I still be getting embarrassed. I'm sorry. But to Maya's point, I do think also just for in terms of dynamics, also understanding that in your relationship, the dynamic can change too, right? And then there needs to be a conversation about that. I've talked about this in the past, but like even with certain friends, I used to be the low maintenance friend. I used to be the friend who didn't need to hear from you all the time and was okay with like, oh, I haven't seen her in like two weeks or I don't even know what she got going on. It's not a big deal. That's just how she is. But when I turned 28, I was like, oh, I'm in my baby girl era, which means everyone has to be obsessed with me. Everyone has to care about what I'm doing because that's what I want to give to other people. And so when that happened, I was like, oh, people not texting me enough. People not calling me enough. And I don't really like that. And one of my friends was like, girl, you don't call me. And I was like, oh, see, that's how I used to be. I'm not that anymore. So we're going to change that. And so even in my relationship, certain stuff, me and this man were on the phone every single day and we were just on the phone. And at first it was cute. And I was like, hey, man, I want to watch TV. Is that okay? <laughs> like, is, and he was shocked. He was really gagged. Like, oh, you don't want to talk? And I was like, no, but we're not really talking about anything. So can I go? And he, and so he was like, okay, yeah. So now we've adjusted. And maybe in six months I'll be like, yes, I too want to live in your skin. I too <laughs> want to be on your head top every second of the day. And that's okay. But I think- to Maya's point and to everything that we've talked about, having those conversations is really important. The fact that we're having this conversation now is important because it's a reminder to check in and to do a vibe check and be like, hey, are we good? Like, is there anything you want to talk about, anything going on? Because the biggest part of relationships, I feel like the biggest aspect of a relationship failure across the board is a lack of communication. You feel a certain type of way, but you don't say anything. You want something, but you don't say anything. You lie about stuff. You downplay stuff. It's so much better just to be real and be like, hey, I'm not happy with this. Or I'm really disappointed. Or on the positive side, I'm really happy. I love this. This is so good so that the person can feel affirmed. So I would just, my last thing, and I'm not going to keep talking about this man, but tell that person how you feel, whether it's for better or for worse. And if that's your person, they'll understand where you're coming from. And if not, you got to get it. I think that is 
all very fair. And I think that's also very mature too, because again, we have that fear of rejection or not coming out, whatever, but like you just have to communicate because you're, you may be in the same place you are, but now you have more knowledge, even if you don't get the answer that you want. And that is powerful, especially in any relationship. That is why I don't have a dog or a boyfriend because I'd forget about them both after three days. So with that, (laughs) we have reached the end of our discussion. She just, she just commits so many crimes, so many crimes. Oh, but again, not the end of this episode because we have reached my favorite part of this podcast. Yes, my dears, the don't at me. And in case y'all need a reminder, the don't at me is the part of the discussion that we use to tie a bow on our conversation, give y'all some food for thought, and just some energy to move about your day with. And if the name, again, was not clear, y'all can't add us, okay? Nothing. Nunca. Non. Nine. No. Heart emoji. And for this one, again, we're going to give it to the chief relationship expert and charge here. Miss Joy, give us that don't at me. Oh, girl, I'm no expert. I'm just a, a small Nigerian American girl living life. Let's let's get a little fun. Hey, hey, Alexa, can you give me the don't at me? Hello and welcome to don't at me. Kathleen isn't hiding her white man from the timeline, but she is hiding her public displays of affection and a 365 day live in chef. He will not make her top five friends list. On the periodic table of friendships, Inaye wants to breathe life into you like oxygen or maybe platinum or palladium she doesn't remember. Chelsea was voted most likely to Issa Rae her future marriage and just pop up with a ring on her finger overseas. Maya needs you to give 525,600% in any friendship with her. Just like the Pacific Ocean, Maya likes to invest in her relationships 4,000 meters deep. Nothing less will be tolerated from Maya. And me, I'm a weirdo. I'll take 10% and you can say goodbye when we disembark from the bus. Thank you and don't you dare at me. <laughs> goodbye. Oh, The goodbye is so creepy. <laughs> what? Why was she dragging? Wait, hold on. <laughs> That was a low-key yeah. drag of every single one of us. Alexa, can we fight? <laughs> the Go Off This Podcast is a Refinery29 original. It is produced by Rashad Isaac, Crystal Devone, Jordan Mason, and me, Chelsea Sanders. It's edited by Hanger Studios. My co-hosts today were Kathleen Newman-Bermang, Maya Carmichael, and Inaye Komanivo. Like what you heard and want some more? Head over to Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts to catch up on all episodes. And don't forget to drop a review or leave a comment to let us know what you think. You can also find us where it all started, on Instagram, at R29Unbothered. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, it's okay to go off, sis. Hey. Money world.